Welcome to the See My Grief podcast, a Conversations with Kelly production. I'm your host, Kelly Grosslogs, and I want to welcome you to this community where my intention is for those that listen can experience healing, safety, hope, and possibility. This is a space where all grief matters. I want you to feel seen and heard and embraced. To all of you, welcome. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the See My Grief podcast. I am Kelly Gresslogs, your host, and I have a very special friend with me today and um, someone I met a long time ago through a friend of mine, um, Patrick, friends Tim and Patrick. And today, Karen is um, coming in and talking about something very tender, which I know many of you are going to relate to. We're going to be talking about pet loss. Karen um, Claybuck is the mother of three children and a um, doodle mom of Luna. So um, I am going to welcome Karen in. And Karen, truly, I, I'm so grateful for you, friend. I know we've tried to do this three times or two times. <laughs> Luna died, was it in August? September 2nd. Okay. And can you tell our listeners a little bit about Luna and then a little bit about when she died. Okay. So Luna came to me on September 2nd of 2016. Um, she <laughs> was in a not very good, I know very weird that she died the same day I got her. Um, and not a very good situation. She, um, I adopted her from people who treated her physically well, um, but not emotionally well, didn't really love her. So I went and got her and we, when she saw me, I think she, I was her, you know, if you, you've ever adopted a dog, you know, that they know mm -hmm. that they are being rescued and she knew it. And so we bonded really fast and it's, there's a lot around her date. So my dad died on September 2nd. I got her a year later and she was like my dog that I got. The kids were all still home, but then she was the dog I got when they all left also. So yes. she was my little empty nester dog. So that yeah. was Luna. And then, um, yeah, she was just, you know, my, my, my fourth baby. <laughs> I didn't, I and guess I kids. forgot that she died on the day your dad also died. Yes. So the day my dad died, the day oh, I got her Karen. and she died on the day. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a really weird ha happening of that yeah. exact thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, so of the day. tell, tell us a little bit. So you were out, she died suddenly, which I yeah, think is so, important for people to realize. So if you remember, it was Labor Day weekends so was really, really hot weekend. Yes. So if you have dogs, you can't walk a dog on a really hot day. And it was in the hundreds and we had taken our eldest to the airport. She was going on a trip with her husband. And when we came back, we were going to, it was like five, still dark, like five, like six in the morning. 536 and we're like well let's take luna on a walk now when it's cool and she was like so happy like hmm. you should have seen her prancing it was so funny and we get like halfway around this walk so we're about a mile like two miles into this walk and she just stops like she starts pulling back and we're like well luna it's not that bad you're not that hot it's right. not that hot so i'm basically drag her a little bit more like as soon as she gets around the corner she'll know we're going home and she'll 
perk back up again because that's what she would do. She wasn't a hot weather dog. She was a cold girl. She liked the cold because <laughs> she's a big, fluffy 60 pound you know, or 70 pound dog. And then as soon as we turned the corner, she just went in the, in the, and lay down like right by a tree, just laid there. And we were mm. like, Oh, well, what's going on? And Nick just goes, well, Nick is my husband. And he just said, well, maybe I should run back and get the car. And I'm like, I think you should. Something's not right with her. So I sat with her. Oh. And um, yeah. And then I told her, I did this all the time with her. I told her the story about how I got her. So she's, um, sorry. Um, So I just, you know, she had her head in my lap and I was petting her and just like telling her, oh, it's been seven years since I got you. Cause I got her at nine months. I spent seven years since I got you. Um, and then, you know, remember when I, we first saw each other and you jumped in my car and, and then all of a sudden she like perked back up again. Like she was laying there and then all of a sudden she's like sneezed and perked back up. And I'm like, well, Luna, what happened? Where were you? Like, right. And then she tried so hard to stand up and she couldn't stand up. So then I'm like, Oh, something's really wrong with her. So Nick got there. He, and I'm like, I can't lift her in the car. You have to lift her into the car. So we got out and lifted her in the car and then she was sitting, I was holding her, but she's a big dog. So she kind of slid and she kept trying to get so she could look out the window. So I thought she was getting better. And then she just wasn't. And we, we live really close to the emergency vet, the, the big one in Oakdale. So we drove there and you know, nobody was there. Thank God. And I just walked in. I said, I can't get my dog out of the car. She collapsed. And they were like, okay. And they come out like an ER and they just come out with a stretcher yeah and nick nick again picks her up and puts her in because they couldn't get her out and put her back in again they just were like can we do do we have permission to do cpr and i'm like yeah and then they just like ran her off you know like she just ran off and then they just came back i couldn't even so i'm at the desk trying to tell them you know like they're trying to do paperwork and they just ran out and they're like they have to they don't have time for this they have to go in this room and this woman just came in and said i got her back but Every time I stop working on her, I, she goes again and I took a quick look in her belly and I am positive that this dog has an aggressive cancer and that she had a, a tumor that ruptured and she's bleeding out. And I'm like, what? I mean, I literally was like, I think in shock. Like I'm like, of course my dog is seven years old. Like of what course. are you talking about? And then, um, or I think, yeah, seven at the time, six at the time, um, seven, she was born in. 2015 and I got her in 2016. So, um, so then I, there, and then the late, she was very like, I've never, I didn't think vets did this, but she was very, you know, like, even if you would have found this cancer, treated it, taken it out, treated her with chemo, this dog would only have six months to live. It's very aggressive and it's very sad. And she just said to me, my suggestion to you is you let this dog go. And oh, I was wow. like, Oh my oh, God. God. You know, you think about, you know, like you don't want your dog to go through chemo and of course be in pain. Like that dog was prancing literally 30 minutes earlier. And I was like, okay, no, let her go. And then I, she just left. And then when she came back, she was already gone. So I didn't get to be with her when she actually died. So then I was like, kind of sad about that. But then I think maybe she would look bad because they didn't even suggest it, but they brought, I told her, I said, I can't not see this dog ever again. Of course like, I can't ever not see her again. They brought her to me and then she was just had a blanket over her and and so I just I looked at every part of her and kissed her nose and her feet and like just kind of loved her up a bit and then left, you know, and then we came home and it's shocking how like like her 
like her pictures didn't bother me in the wall and like her name on the wall, like that stuff that you know, like the names that you have, yeah, that yeah. have like the little footprint with Luna on it. That didn't bother me. But like looking at her bed and her food bowls, that just and her like her things to walk. I just I'm like I took it all down. I couldn't even look at it. I'm like, oh my God. I I and then for like I I just the grief was so overwhelming. You have to call your kids and tell them their dog died. It was horrible. We horrible. just moved up to the U and had to go back and tell him. I called Noah. He lives in Chicago and told him. And then Kennedy was gone, so I couldn't tell her because I didn't really want to remember. So yeah. it was like six, you know, six days or something that I had to like not tell her, which was really awful because you want to tell. I kind of wanted to tell everybody. So that was like on Saturday. So I still had Sunday and Monday where I didn't have to go to work, which was good. I was like physically ill. Like I couldn't eat, you know, the whole thing. I cried yeah. all the time. Um, yeah. There was, well, it was weirdnesses. It's like such when I trauma. Out. It's such yeah. trauma, Karen. The way you experienced this stuff is such trauma, right? And I, yeah. I do remember back then reaching out to you and you saying, I cannot believe how much this is impacting me. I'm not sleeping. Yeah. I'm not, you know, and so can you, can you talk a little bit about mm-hmm. the surprise that, cause it sounds like you were surprised you were quote unquote reacting this strongly. Yeah. I mean, I always knew that I would, it would be hard. Like I always knew, but I was like, um, like I had to go on Xanax for a week Yep, yep. just to like, manage myself because I felt so sick all the time. And my sister has Xanax because she has like, it's a, her rescue med. It's amazing yep. when people have Xanax on them and we'll give you one. <laughs> That's the other thing. I was like, Oh, so there was also little signs too. Like I would, I couldn't sleep. So I'd go outside. Like right away I went outside and sat on the deck. It was summer. And I just saw like, you know how the clouds make, Oh yeah. I saw a big footprint and then I just saw her and I was like, Oh my God. She's going to the bridge. Oh my God. Like, oh, oh, so I got that. And then, um, I think I thought I would be okay by the time I went to work on Tuesday and I was not like, I was still like tried to eat and I would throw up all the food I'd eat. Yep. Um, I hated being in my own home, which yeah. is hard. Yeah. You know, you'd think, yes, <clears throat> because that's where she always was. Um, yes. And then I go to work. <laughs> this is the worst, but I go to work and tell everybody at work. And I'm barely hanging up. Like I took everything. Like every time I hit the bathroom, I cry or something. But I'm kind of trying to do my thing. And my first patient, I have to ask her. We, I gave her this thing that dogs can't, dogs and cats can't get a hold of those little scope patches for for nausea and stuff. And I said, "Do you have a dog or a cat at your house? Do you have animals at your house?" And she said, "Yeah, I have a dog." And it was my big mistake to say, "What kind of dog do you have?" And she's like, because I was like, well, you can't, that dog can't have that. You know, it's dangerous to them. And then I'm trying to make conversation. That's what I do with my patients. And I, yes. she's like, it's a golden doodle. I'm like, oh, they're such nice dogs, you know? And then I okay. make another big mistake and say, what's your name? She said, Luna. And I just, I was like, oh, and I literally walk into the back and just burst into tears. And my oh. God love my coworker was like, oh my God, what's wrong with you? And I tell her the story. She goes, well, that's just Luna saying hi to you. So now I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, huh. Um, Hi, that's Lou. exactly yeah, yeah. that's exactly what I thought. I mean, there uh, the coincidence. There's not coincidences, right? So, right, Golden Doodle named Luna. Of course, that's mm-hmm. going to be hit you right in that tender spot. But looking back on that now, when you're mm-hmm. a couple months away from it, I hope you can embrace that. Yeah, yeah. Now I can. Now when I when it happens, I can. But at the time, I, I was like so shocked and like, oh my god, what? And then it went on 
every day, like every consuming moment was the thought of her. Yes. And I was like, oh my God. And I had lost my dad and didn't have this kind of feeling about mm-hmm. it. So I was like, what is wrong? Like, oh my God, this is very different than when he passed away. I thought, oh yes. my gosh, I, I thought I would have, I don't know, not moved on, but just been like, oh, that was, she was my lovely dog. And well, we do that. Mm-hmm. We do that in the society. And that's why I want to do this episode because we mm-hmm. do what's called disenfranchise this grief, mean, um, meaning to diminish it. And, you know, the thing about, I'm so glad you brought that up about comparing it to people loss. A lot of people mm-hmm. will talk to me about that. Um, then they start to feel guilty. Like I didn't even feel mm-hmm. this way when my cousin died and they were my best friend and yet my cat died and I, um, I could hardly cope. And I think, first of all, we have to really remember that by you grieving deeply for Luna doesn't mean you don't grieve for your dad. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Right. But right. also there is nothing unconditional like an animal. I mean, no, just exactly. period, period. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And it, they don't care how much we weigh. They don't care how much money nope. we have. They don't care what we look like. They are very forgiving. So there is not an unconditional being or love on this planet, like our, like our animals. And, you know, Luna, like you said, said to me before we started this podcast, you were her person and she was your, mm-hmm. she was your dog. Yeah. Yeah. There was so a when you, special bond. Mm-hmm. And I got her, like, I think we just had fun. Like I loved her. I love everything was wrapped every day. When I would come home, she was there to greet me at the door and then we'd go on a walk. So every day I go on these big long walks and that was good for my health and good for getting yes. outside. And, and we did it all the time. We did it, you know, if it was raining, if it was snowing, if it was cold, if it was hot, we went all the time. Oh, Karen. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, we would just play on the floor and she made me laugh so hard. I mean, just her little face, her little being just made me happy. And, um, now I love this. Yeah, I mean, I love I just, the love that, yeah, you know, I, and when you and I chatted mm-hmm. too, I remember saying to you, Luna felt so much love in her life and in her death and mm-hmm. not every animal experiences that. Yeah. And so do you, can you talk a little bit about, what was the most helpful for you after she died in terms of from people? Because I really, people listening to this, I want them to be able to be sensitive to people who right. have lost animals. And then maybe what was unhelpful. Um, you know, I did not have anybody. I think people are so much more conscious now about what they say to people now. Mm-hmm. So I did not have, I have people very tenderly and very like, I know it's early are you thinking of getting another dog? But they were yeah. so cautious when they would ask. So it was very, very respectful and nice. Um, I think the most thing that would help is when somebody had gone through it and were like, Oh, it takes a lot of time. Yeah. Like it's not something. And it was like, what? Like, I didn't know. Um, and people gifted me a lot of things. People put things, her name on stuff and sent it to me. And, um, sent me cards and just was like, Oh, oh, oh. and they're like, I had a dog. I loved her so much or them so much. And him, so, you know, yes. they were, so that was the most helpful. Like, Oh, so these are people I know that are going to live also. That's like, right. I'm, yeah. Like I'm so validating. Make it. Yeah. Really I'm validating. Make it. I'm not. Yeah. Cause that, there's times where I'm like, Oh my God, am I going to make it through this? This is like horrible. You know, like you just, that whole, like I would just would cry all the time. And, um, 
So, and I had people who didn't have dogs, but had friends were like, Oh my gosh, I have a friend going through this too. And they're having a really hard time with it. Yeah. I've had patients that I'm like, Oh, well, I just lost. They're like, do you have a dog or whatever? And I would tell them like, Oh, I lost my first dog or, you know? And, and so the only thing that's people like you have to get another one. Like there has been like patients that don't know me that were yeah. like, Oh, you just have to get another dog that will help. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm so scared about grief again that I don't think I will, but thank you for saying it, you know, that kind of thing. But, yes. um, my, and you know, I had this, I, I went to Europe to like 10 days after she died and I was out of my house for two weeks. And I think that whole thing, cause you know, it wasn't like I was standing at the Eiffel tower going, Oh my God, remember when you're here with Luna, you know, it yeah, was like, right. Right. So being completely away, it wasn't like I didn't think about her, still didn't cry, but it was like out of the house, out of, you know, it was like a lovely, that break came at a very good time because I just was just struggling being in my own house. <laughs> what do you so for the person that can't go to Europe, right? Like after that, Correct. Trip, and I, and I agree with you. I think people want to, you got rid of, you know, her bed or you put it away in those I things. Did. I think that's, I think everybody is so unique. Um, I know mm -hmm. somebody I worked, um, worked with whose cat died and they particularly wanted the toys yep. out in the bowl. Do you, yep. do you just think, okay, it's just an individual thing, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Individual. Because I, I, at the time I was kind of shocked that I acted that way. I didn't think I'd be that way. Um, and it was just certain things like all her pictures stayed up, all her names yeah. stayed up. Um, and then when I got her ashes back, you get her ashes like in a week, I, I kept them and I didn't know what to do with them. And finally I just made a shrine and I don't think, and most people are like, Oh my dog, it's in the, it's in the, it's in the closet or it's right. in this. And other people are like, Oh, I made this beautiful shadow box. And I'm like, Oh, I have to do something. Yes. And I think, I think everything is so individual, like how you do it. I think you find your people like really, that is the best thing that I thought for me is like, find somebody else that grieved hard and you'll feel, you won't feel so crazy and so alone. Like, you know, like, yeah, my kids were sad and my husband was sad. Everybody was sad, but it was like, you have to find, yes. and people came to me. Like I have people that they love their dogs so much and are so afraid to go through this. And I was, and they were just such a good support. They just sit, sat and talked to me about her and like the neighbors came out and were like, where's your dog? Like, where have you been? Like, I, mean, I think I was the woman who just walked her doodle everywhere, you know, because people are like, where have you been? I haven't seen you in a million years. I'm like, well, my dog died and I don't walk anymore. And they're like, oh, oh my God. And then they were like, but trick or treating people came to my house. I'm like, where's Luna? And I was oh, like, oh God, it's like taking a bullet. <laughs> well, I but, know. Um, and you know, yeah. I think you bring up a good point about the kids and Nick and your grief. So everybody in the family is going to have sadness when yeah. an animal dies, but we're all going to have mm -hmm. it differently. Right. Correct. I mean, yeah. and that doesn't mean one loves them less or one loves them more, but I think everybody, Correct. just like with people death, we have to be respectful yeah. that everybody's going to feel it differently. So mm -hmm. we're now in February and yeah. I love Five that months. you still can <laughs> get in touch with that grief. It just, cause it, like oh, I told yeah. you yesterday, right. The thing I say all the time mm -hmm. is when we love deeply, we grieve deeply. Yeah. And of course your grief has softened right for her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you say, you're not crying every day. You're not, but mm -hmm. I also am really, thank you for bringing up that you got to the point where you know you needed to maybe take some medication or something because mm -hmm. your health was being impacted. I mean, yeah. you couldn't sleep, you couldn't eat, nope. you couldn't. Mm -mm. And it's important and that, that people, hit, you know, that pit that, you have in your stomach yes. all the time. Ugh. It was like, then I could eat. So I was like, Oh, I feel like I could eat now. Like it just takes all that anxiety and stuff away.
it just goes to show that this is a deep soul. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. body experience, like a mm-hmm. lot of grief is. And I'm hoping that people listening to this will feel validated, you know, and if we can attach and love something, whether it's an animal, even people can cry over losing their homes, their, oh, yeah, you know, sure. their, their childhood, um, blanket. I mean, just whatever mm-hmm. it may be, but I think it's so important to know that animals are beings. They have, mm-hmm. ex- they have emotions, they have, they can feel love, they attach to us. And so I'm hoping that people that listen to this acknowledge that this is a very real grief and a very mm-hmm. difficult loss. And, Absolutely. you know, some people do run out and get another cat or dog right away. And I don't, I don't want to say that they're, that's right or wrong. I just think right. everybody think has you to do. be individual. Correct. And I think, and it doesn't mean if you are that person who needs to do that, it does not mean you didn't love your dog. Exactly. It does not mean it. Like, I think for me, she was very much mine and individual. And I'm, I think, right. I just don't want to do it again right now. It's like, it's just not for me right now. And, but I have a brother who went to his dog he, probably within the next month, he'll go and get another one. Cause he's like, I love having a dog. I love that. And he just does it. And I think it's, I think that's amazing. He goes, it doesn't mean I don't, I didn't love my pre, my former dog. I love no. them dearly, but I love this energy and I love this, this part of my life. And I think that's amazing and great. And I don't, I do too. Yeah. I, I do if too. That, if you're that person, go for it. And that doesn't mean anything about the relationship you had with your dog. It just means that you want another dog and you want another person to love. And that's in some ways it's a compliment to that former animal or that dog or cat, Mm -hmm. because you loved it so much. I think there's space for you to still grieve your, your animal, your dog Mm -hmm. and have space to love anew. Right. I mean, but it's also individual. I just think the, the biggest thing about this takeaway today is I want people to feel valued and validated mm-hmm. that this is really really painful painful Very, and you're not alone like find people because yes. there are many many people out there and they're they're ready to talk to and i just think i thought oh in a week i'll be over and in two weeks it'll be fine and i am five months in and just like wow still crying when i tell the story you're still miss her deeply 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 so i just think find your people and just grieve your grief don't don't try to move on too quick or don't try to not feel it because i believe that's okay i i so believe that and you're not alone and as we're wrapping up karen is Mm -hmm. there anything more you want to say or anything more that you want to share um or a soft wisdom that you'd want to give um, people? I think, I think everybody, like y- you might have them, you know, you might get their ashes back. You might have them in your home and then however you want to celebrate yes. them, it does not have to be the same way everybody else celebrates them. And you don't have to do it immediately. Find your own way, find your own path to that. If they want to be outside in the garden, put them outside in the garden. If you, if they had a favorite place and you want that, that's fine. Mine she's in my curio cabinet and I see her every day with a picture and that's just how I did it. And I just think everybody does something differently. And sometimes people will push that on you. Like you should do this or you should do that. And I think you need to find your own path and it doesn't have to be the day that you get her ashes back or their ashes back. It ha- it can be whenever it's okay for you. I think that would be my own, just make whatever it is. Like if you need to do something special for yourself, do it. That's so beautiful, I think, Karen. Yeah. And, you know, Mm -hmm. what a sweet little altar you've created for her with her ashes (laughs) and her pictures. I mean, that's, 
that's actually something I would like people to think about if, you know, if it they was would... everything that someone gave me, cause people did a lot. They took pictures of her from Facebook and they put it on things to give me. Oh. So there's all these pictures and someone put the, you know, if you, someone put her name and then Luna and then her name. And it's like, if love could have kept you alive, you'd be, you'd live forever. And then you put yes. their collar around it. And that I kind of built it around that, but everything that her collar, her, her little name things, everything's kind of in there. That was, and then everything that people sent me, I thought, you know, I'm just going to put it in here and then it will just be beautiful. And then that was, it was good. But I want to thank you for taking the time to do this. I know it's not, always easy to talk to. And yet sometimes it's so wonderful to talk and share the, with the world. I'm going to put a picture of Luna up when this goes out, because I, I want everybody listening to this to see how so adorable <laughs> this dog is. And she's got those doodle eyes. Um, mm-hmm. She is a doodle. Mm-hmm. She is such a doodle. And mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> she lived life with you and she died with you right there, Karen. And I just think, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, that September 2nd, how profound, um, mm-hmm. the day you got her, the day your dad died and the day she died, you know, we all kind of have those dates, but I, my friend, am so grateful to you and for everybody listening, please know that your grief is seen and your, um, grief is validated and pet loss is so real and so tender. And I want to just thank everybody for tuning in today. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the See My Grief podcast. It is my hope that this episode resonated for you on some level and that you feel less alone, more hopeful, and gained insight. These episodes are not to be seen as a substitute for medical attention or psychological treatment. Please see your licensed providers for individual needs. Thank you so much for sharing and subscribing 